Hello, Field Podcast. I'm so happy to be with you again this week. I'm with my friend Dawn today. Dawn and I go back. We go way back. We go back to um, early high school um, friendship back in good old Castle Rock, Washington. So we have known each other for a long time. We're both in our early 50s. That's all I'm going to give away. Um, but um, through the years, we've both we've both moved around a lot and we have um, been to a lot of different places. So we haven't um, seen each other, but we've kind of kept in contact through social media. And I, as I look at different guests and what they're going through in stages of life and what their experiences are, I kind of like, I'd be a really great guest on the podcast. And and she was one of those people. And the great thing is it's allowed us to, to reconnect, catch up. We spent an hour almost catching up before we started recording just because of all that's going on in life. So super excited to have her here with me today. Um, for more information about our podcast, about this episode, check us out at embracinglayers.com. Check out the Field Podcast on Spotify. We're on Instagram. And also remember again, season three, we are also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. So um, you can find us just about anywhere. We'd love to hear from you. Don't be afraid to drop us a line, DM us on Instagram. Um, go ahead and rate and review the podcast. I'd love to see how you're feeling about what we're sharing. And if you have any suggestions or thoughts, Dawn is happy. Dawn is kind. Dawn is thoughtful. And Dawn is funny. And I can attest to all of these. And even though we haven't seen each other in person for years, these things are, I thought, always been a part of her character traits, even when we were 15 and 16 years old. Dawn, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know. This will be fun. Okay. We're going to start out with this one, and I think this one is probably one that you and I both um, are having to use a lot right now in the stage of life we're in, and it's how to prioritize self-care in your life and what that looks like for you. Ooh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> um, I, I, and honestly, I think it's something that I'm constantly re kind of shifting around every day um, yeah. because I don't do a great job with self-care. And, um, and so, you know, I try to wake up in the morning and, um, and just, you know, I try to approach every day and as a, you know, a happy day and a good day and what, you know, what's this day going to bring for me kind of approach. And I'm open to all kinds of events and different things. Um, but self-care, I mean, you know, I work, I work a lot and then I come home and I feel like I work more around the house, but, <laughs> um, you know, I think right now, like self-care is, taking a day and, or a couple hours and binge watching HGTV, you know, just yeah. to kind of like unload my mind a little bit. Um, um, I do do some reading and, um, and I honestly, I just, I need to work more on self-care. I'm not yeah. the greatest with it. Well, you were a person that's always been taking care of people. From the time that you and I met, you were a caregiver, caretaker for people in your life. And you are a NICU nurse. And so you don't just do that in your house now. And so I think it's hard for those of us that are caregivers and caretakers to step back and give what we give to everyone else to ourselves. 
I, I think that can be a tricky transition. Yes. And I, I agree. And, you know, and I, I, that's one thing, you know, as a NICU nurse and with my moms and dads in the NICU, I really, gosh, I talk a good talk about, <laughs> you know, self-care and the importance of pacing themselves and taking things day by day, sometimes minute by minute and, you know, and taking breaks from the NICU and, mm-hmm. you know, letting them trust that we are going to take good care of their baby while they do that. And, you know, yeah. and then, I leave the the walls of the NICU and it's just like, whew, that just goes right out the door and I'm on to the next thing. You know, it's time to go home and make dinner yeah. for the kids or, you know, I do have everyone doing their own laundry in the house. Oh, now that's that, good. Hey, that's so, progress. So that, that is a good thing, but, and, um, including my husband, like I don't do his laundry or any, okay. his, his, everyone does their own laundry, but, um, so it's, you know, I, I'm not good at it taking, yeah you know, and I, that's something that I'm really taking a hard look at right now, just with some circumstances that's gone on at work and even with the, within the family about, I, it's, I have to feed myself a little bit here or it's going to be to my, my detriment. And yeah. Yeah. Can't give from an empty tank and no, it's, it's, that's a, it's a hard road to go though. Um, all right. This leads nicely into confidently setting boundaries. Is that how, how do boundaries work in your life? Is that something you've been able to use? What do you, how do you feel about boundaries? I think I'm working on it. It's another work in progress. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've never really set boundaries. Um, you know, it's just, I'm a yes person. And Mm -hmm. so, people need something and they ask me, I'm sure I can do that. Yes. I want to help. You know, I've always wanted to help. I'm a people pleaser too. Mm -hmm. You know, I want everyone, I want to make people happy. I don't like making people unhappy. It makes me sad. It makes me upset and anxious kind of, and you know, um, and so boundaries, you know, I'm, but I'm finding that I'm having to set, set them. Yeah. Um, especially in the, my workplace setting. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes life throws curveballs at us that kind of force us to pay attention to things that we yeah. haven't wanted to pay attention to, or just it isn't in our makeup to notice. Yes, absolutely. And I, I agree with that. And, you know, I think lately too, for me, like those curveballs have kind of led to me really like taking a hard look and really focusing on that moment. Yeah. And making myself present <clears throat> in the moment, whether that's dinner, you know, sitting at the dinner table with my family or driving down the road, you know, and my oldest son calls, you know, I, I have to drop everything when he wants to call and like, sure. you know, and be in that moment because it just happens, you know, so few and far between. And I found that, you know, Sometimes, you know, I think in the past I've tried to multitask a little bit with that instead of really just stopping what I'm doing. And that's, you know, that comes with age and experience. Yeah. But being in the moment, I'm really working on that and just, you know, learning to putting things down. Yeah. And putting things aside and, and, you know, putting do not disturb on my phone so I don't get those notifications, putting my phone down. Yeah. And focusing on my family or my myself or whatever. Yeah. No, I think that same present thing is one of the greatest things we could do. It's also one of the hardest things to do. But it it's it's so important because those moments are fleeting. I think both of us know, Chow, as we, our kids are grown and they're in their 20s and 
some approaching 30 and and we're like oh my gosh these these moments are far and few between we just don't have them all the time anymore so we need to cherish them you know when they're in front of us yeah absolutely absolutely all right go ahead oh I was just gonna say you know with my oldest you know he's just he's he can be very you know he he's very talkative and you know but really for him just to let go and really like have a conversation deeper mm-hmm. than just surface level stuff. It's, sure. It's important to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Take it all in. Taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health. Um, how have you noticed those correlating? Do you have any practices in place that help you process your emotions in a healthy way so they don't get stuck in your body? How does that work? And I think that has to be hard because Again, you're in caretaker mode all the time. So it's hard, sometimes hard to slow down and notice those things. Yes, no, for sure. Um, I mean, it has a direct correlation, quite honestly, for me, you know, getting out and taking a walk and, or, you know, just any kind of workout, hopping on the elliptical or treadmill, um, you know, I feel so much better. And yeah. it's just those moments allow me to just, I kind of get lost in my thoughts. A lot of times I don't even have music going because I'm just... Mm-hmm it, it's just a true decompression. Now, with that being said, I've been in school the last 18 months and just, wow. um, graduated finally. Congratulations. But, thank you. And I'm never <laughs> going back. So I'm just going to say that. Well, at least today. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> For the next six months, I'm about to like give myself a break. <laughs> um, but you know, I, so I haven't been doing, taking the time to exercise and boy, do I really feel a difference. And not only with, you know, just how my body and then thank you, menopause, I got into (laughs) it. Yeah. I hear (laughs) you. You know, and just, I think even where my mental state is right now, it's just a little bit fragile and, Mm -hmm. you know, working through some things and then adding, not exercising on top of it, yeah. you know, so much and making that a part of my routine while I was in school, it just, um, you know, it's, I can see the impact and it, I have to get back into it, but yeah. And it's funny. It's one of those things you kind of take for granted and then you pull it out and you're like, Oh shoot, that was yeah. more important than I realized. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and it's, it, and it affects everything, right. It affects mm-hmm. our mental well-being, it affects our physical well-being, and, and so it's, it's definitely time to get back out on, get those walking shoes yeah, dusted off. I know. Enjoy those beautiful fall mornings, you know, yes, that are coming. Yes, you, no yes, more absolutely. humidity. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. No more yeah. humidity. I'm yeah. looking forward to those mornings, but um, I also enjoy the summer. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is an interesting one because of some experiences you're having right now. And I think it's kind of, and that I've had lately bringing to the forefront, the importance of it is how we as women can support ourselves and others in living unapologetically. Yeah, boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> that pretty much that lives home or hits home right now. Um, you know, especially working in a career of where in my NICU, it's all women. Yeah. Even, even our physicians currently are all women. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, um, like we do not have one male in our NICU at all. Wow. And, um, and you know, women, women are hard on each other. Mm-hmm. Women can be very cruel to each other. 
Yeah. And that's one thing that, you know, is probably my biggest struggle right now is to see that because that's not really my approach. Um, I think it's really important to pick each other up and have each other's back and, you know, um, and take care of each one another. And, but not everyone feels that way. (laughs) No. And I think it's a really tough, you know, I saw something a while back that talked about how women as they're aspiring and achieving and getting to the spaces they want to be, especially in the work world, need to quit approaching it like they're men and just be women and be for them each other and for themselves and quit trying to knock people down. We, if we're ever going to get in a space of, in my opinion, equality, equity, we've got to be for each other. It has to start with us. We are helping sustain unhealthy, inequitable spaces by not being for each other. We're doing the work for the people trying to keep us out of the spaces. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I completely, I can, I definitely completely agree with that. And 100% actually, you know, and you know, that the working (laughs) against each other really just brings down the entire, you know, greater good of the workplace environment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, it's, um, it's, it's, that's a tough one because, and we are, we are doing it to ourselves by not coming together and, and, you know, and building each other up and supporting one another and backing each other. And, you know, and that's not to say that, you know, you can't have disagreements along the way, right. Or there can't be, you know, conflict. It's just in how you manage those conflicts and, and your approach is just, It's so important. I mean, yeah. approach, I, that's one thing I've just really drilled into my kids, you know, is approach is everything, you yeah. know, it's, um, you know. Yeah. You tone know. of voice, approach. I mean, you can say a lot of things a lot of different ways. Yeah. Body posture, all of that. Yeah. And, Am I talking in I statements? Am I using yeah. you shoulds, coulds, would, you know, nevers, you know, all those. Yeah. I mean, it's, and we. We are, yeah, like I said, we could talk about this topic alone all day long, but we yeah. are going to continue to be at a detriment if we don't learn how to be for each other and quit seeing people as the enemy and be excited when other people achieve and are doing well and lift and lift those people up and be excited for ourselves when I'm yeah. and not apologize for it. Exactly. Absolutely. And, you know, super important. I just, you know, with graduating, I've, I also was promoted and had a, you know, little small promotion. It's nothing crazy. Um, but you know, to have certain women, you know, like I, it, you know, be very cruel about it. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I didn't see it coming. Right. You know, and it's, it's shocking to me that we could be like that with one another and especially when it's something that we all can do and I, and sure. you know, have encouraged many to follow this path, path if they wanted to. Yeah. And, and so it's, and it's hurtful, right? That yeah. we can't support one another like that. And it kind of makes you feel like you didn't deserve it. 
Yeah. Yes. And they try to take, try to take, I think, you know, we've got to quit letting our insecurities and kind of the patriarchal notions in our culture that feed us the lies um, and, and start li- and being, and pushing all that away and, and being proud of ourselves and proud of each other. And because when one wins, everybody wins, but we've got, we don't, but that is not the case in all spaces right now. Now, you know, on the flip side, it can be, I mean, we talked, you and I talked about earlier, how your husband's in a workspace where women are thriving. Um, and so it is possible, but it, it is up to us and we have to make the decision. Absolutely. Yep. And it's just flabbergasting to me to find and, he, and see that there's plenty of women out there that don't see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it like, is. We still have work to do. I need, I need to see some growth. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. Come on, Billy. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. It's like, you know, we, I'm on your side. Like, I know. You we know, can be I, better. I, we are on the same team. Right. And if I could impart that, like, it yeah. would be, you know, our, the sky's the limit at what we can accomplish, right? Absolutely. 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 <laughs> Thanks for sharing on that. I know that's a, a tough one right now, but I, I feel you because I've, I've had a similar experience. So we've got yeah. some work to do, ladies. We've got some work, but it can be done. It can be done. The importance of setting and coming back to your why and your values around your why and everything you do. And you guys, you know, this is, you know, you've lived all over the place, um, all over the country. And you've had, you know, sometimes those decisions, um, you know, your husband used to be in the military. Sometimes those decisions aren't up to you. <laughs> you don't always get to like, <laughs> look at my why and my values and see as moving to that place aligned with it, because you're, in, you're in a space that is kind of dictating that. So how did that, how did you work that out on those spaces when you got those assignments and you're like, okay, so how are we going to make this work for us and live, um, you know, authentically to what we believe? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that could be challenging depending on where we're going. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll never forget one time we were supposed to be going to um, Monmouth, New Jersey. That was the assignment. We were super excited. It's on the East coast. Mm -hmm. It's on the water. We're near the beach. Like, right. And then um, my husband comes home one day and he's like, so the assignment I just got word that the job position moved and we have to go to Los Angeles. And I was like, what? <laughs> and immediately was like, became, I, I just kind of lost it and was like, oh my God, our kids are going to be in gangs. We're, how are we going to raise our children in Los Angeles? You know, like, and just like, you know, became really irrational. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so then we had to regroup and, you know, that was, it, that was the reality. We, we yeah. were headed to Los Angeles. And so the more we started to learn about it, right. Is that we were going to be living in air force housing. Well, that's notoriously air force has nicer housing. So, okay. That's oh, okay. Okay. You know, um, Okay, so we're grasp we're holding on to that and we get you know we're going to be near the Pacific Ocean, you know, so lots of great beaches, Disneyland, lots of fun things to do with the kids and family. And um and we get out there and that's probably our favorite assignment ever. Wow. Being in Los Angeles. Wow. And just, you know, um our Air Force housing um literally 
It was in San Pedro. It was literally mm. looked over the Pacific Ocean. I could see the Pacific Ocean from my oh, living room, my Catalina gosh. Island. Oh my word. You know? And so, you know, this big fear of mine, I mean, just turned out to be the best experience ever. And so, you know, and that happened fairly early mm. on, you know, maybe about midway through um, being an army wife of it happened probably about the 10 year mark, I guess. But, okay. um, but it's really taught me for the rest of the time. Like we, you know, look, you cannot judge a book by its cover back to that simple yeah. thing that we learned back when yeah. we were kids and whatnot. And, and that you really just to, when you keep an open mind and you can open yourself up to new experiences and new possibilities and look for the good and look for the um, positives, you know, it can just, um, really turn into the best thing ever. And, wow. and we all look back on that, that time that we spent there fondly. Now my kids got tired of Disneyland. And so when family, <laughs> when family would come, they would be like, can we just go to school? <laughs> we have to go again. And I'm like, sure, you can go to school. <laughs> I'll take them to Disneyland. <laughs> but that's funny. Um, so, you know, it's, and so I think it's those things that the army has taught even myself my and my kids, like sure. they're very worldly, broad thinking kids and yeah. smart and, um, you know, and they, they really, um, we can all just see what, you know, well, yeah. And I think they learn to be adaptable and flexible too. I mean, we've moved a lot yes. too. Um, with Brady being higher ed administration, we talked about this earlier. I mean, they just have views and experiences that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And they're, and they're really thankful for those. Some of them were hard at the time, but, but now looking back on them, they're super thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, overall, when you, you know, when we talk to our kids, they feel the same way. They, you know, while there were struggles and moving and, you know, we had to move Noah his junior year of of high school. Yeah. We had to and, move Kylie your senior year. So I hear you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> gosh. You know, and gosh, we, did we really wonder if we messed that up, but, and for, I would say a good six months, you know, he was begging to go back and live with other families that had offered to let him stay that were like, cause we only had moved an hour away. So oh wow, we were really, you know, I mean, but we had made the decision that with, you know, just that DC Baltimore traffic, it didn't make sense for him to commute and that we should sure. all just move together so we could maintain our family time. And yeah, but we had families that would step a couple good friends that offered to let Noah stay there so he could finish high school. And I was, you know, that was a tough, hard thing to really explain to him that like, look, you know, we're your mom and dad and you can absolutely visit and, yeah, you know, but we, we, you know, you're an integral part of our family and we need sure. you with us. And so we got to stick together and all make this move. But, and, you know, he we all were thinking that, oh my gosh, we made the biggest mistake. But then about six months in, it finally, everything kind of fell into place for him. Yeah. And, um, and he would tell you today that that was the best thing ever, you know? Yeah. And so. Yeah. We had kind of a similar experience um, with ours. Kylie was a senior and Courtney was a sophomore and it was tough. Yeah. Um, but they look back on it now and um, they're, they're really thankful 
yeah. that we that we did that and and that they had that time it, not that it wasn't hard but that versus staying where they were this was definitely the best yeah, thing absolutely. for everybody and it was kind of for us the same thing it's like we are a family we're staying together we're as a family together. we're a unit and i think it goes back to that whole your why and your values within your unit don't change regardless right. of where you go and that's if if you have them if you've identified them that's why it's so important to i think have them and identify them because then they're with you and that that is what holds yeah. you together and that's what keeps you strong as a unit and and you know and the why is is you know that strong family union that yeah strong family unit and you know um being there for our kids and you know and making sure our kids know you know right that yeah i mean they are our why Right. And especially at that point in their lives, it's like, you know, do every, you know, everything we do, even though it may not feel like to them is sure. I mean, they are the why. Yeah. You know, they are are everything. Right. And yeah. You know, and back, you know, to that example, you know, I mean, Noah was my kid that anywhere we went, we would talk, he would talk to a stranger. Like he would see, I mean, we would be at Starbucks. He would just go up and be like, Oh my gosh, I like your dog. Can I pet him? Like, you know, and it would end up into this lengthy conversation. And so I was not worried about Noah in this right. room, so to speak too much. I felt bad, but I wasn't sure. worried. I was worried about the girls because they were going into eighth grade and uh, that's such a, can be such time. a tumultuous time, you yeah. know, and very difficult that, I mean, Gosh, and I was worried about, you know, just them fitting in and making friends. And gosh, surprisingly, they flourished. And, <laughs> you know, oh man. Um, and, but it was Noah, my kid that could literally talk to a box yeah. and have a good conversation, you know, <laughs> like, wow, was come home and just he would cry. I mean, that was never Noah, you know. Yeah. He would just, I, you know, miss my life. You know, I, I want to go back. I, you know, this, I don't fit in here you know, had a heck of a time finding his way. And mm. um, so it was hard. That was, yeah. that was a tough one. That yeah. was because I felt like, gosh, we really did him, Yeah, you know, an injustice to him. Yeah. No, I understand that. Courtney actually had a harder time adjusting as the sophomore than Kylie did as a senior. It kind of probably goes a lot back to personalities and, yeah. and, um, and how they look at things. And she begged us to, to go back and, and, and we're just like, we're no, but it was like, at the same time, Brady and I every day are like, Oh my gosh, we are, we are failing this child uh-huh. horribly. And oh, we, yeah. we didn't get it all right. But from the move standpoint and, and having her stay, um, was definitely the right thing to do, but oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> oh man. I know. I really, we, we, re, we rethought whether that was the right decision to not yeah. let him stay with another family for sure. We questioned ourselves over and over and, yeah. you know, I will, I just waited for that day when I would see his car pull in the driveway and he would come in and be like, it was a great day, mom. It was, uh... You know, And it, when it didn't happen and didn't happen and didn't happen, I was just like, you know, it was gut wrenching, yeah, gut wrenching and heartbreaking all, yeah, yeah, all at once. <laughs> yeah, the mom, uh, the mom knots in the stomach. Yeah, no, I yeah. <clears throat> anticipating what's coming or not. Oh, I hear you. Oh, I hear you. Okay, living out of your own expectations versus others' expectations. How have you navigated that? Whew. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, okay. I know. 
Yeah. I mean, that's going back to that people pleasing thing. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes right hand in hand. And I um, have was never really good at that as a kid. You know, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make my, I was, you know, I don't know. My, my dad always says um, that I never prepared him for my brother and sisters (laughs) 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 because I was so good. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, but he's like, you you didn't talk back. You, we asked you to do something. You did it. Like you got good grades till I went to Wazoo, but (laughs) (laughs) We all had our moments that's, there. That's another that's, another story. Yeah, that's a, that was a learning curve for all yes, of us. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, and so kind of following into that mold, I always just kind of went with the flow. And, you know, I let other people's expectations kind of guide me, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that when that all changed for me was when I became a mom. Mm-hmm. And this kind of shy, semi-quiet person had to realize that if she couldn't speak up for herself and have a voice for herself, how could she ever advocate for her kids? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so once I kind of realized that, it was all over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, it was, oh, no. Like, I'm this person. I'm responsible for this human yeah. That I just brought into this earth. And, you know, so, you know, going back to, you know, again, you know, my parents are divorced and remarried and, mm-hmm. you know, and the normal, absolute normal things that happen with divorced families, you know, and, you know, tell your dad this, tell your mom this, you know, type yeah. situations. Um, yeah. You were navigating two households all the time. I mean, Don and I would, I would, we would be at her house in Castle Rock one minute, but then we'd go into Longview to go to the movies and stop by and say hi to her mom <laughs> and sister yes. who lived with her mom. <laughs> I mean, so she was navigating, you were navigating so many things and really trying to keep a lot of people happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, I really did try and it was kind of a balancing act and, you know, like, kind of felt like you were walking on glass at times and yeah. tiptoeing around and um but it all kind of hit home like I said when I you know had Cody and and then Noah shortly after you know and you know when we're having family functions for the kids or birthday parties it's and that and you know the first time that I got a question and then to add to it Marty's family is the same way right divorced oh, remarried so we have four sets of parents which is a huge blessing it right. was a huge blessing, sure. 100% more. I mean, they all love our kids yeah. and, you know, it's more the merrier. However, when the question started happening of, well, is so-and-so going to be here? Is, mm. you know, you know, your mom going to be here, you know, to Marty or to myself from my parents, it, I had to take a big time out and put a big halt to all of that. And we just told everyone, look, you know, we get it. Everyone divorced and, and, you know, and that's absolutely, you know, what was best. We get that, but that is not our kids' baggage. Mm. And I will never, we're going to learn to get together as a family, as one big happy unit for the, you know, whatever we're celebrating for these kids 
without them feeling like they can't talk to Papa or Mimi or Grandma Bev or Besta or, you know, whoever it may be. Wow. Like, and, you know, I, it's not their baggage. Their yeah. mom and dad is, they're together. And, you know, that was at first kind of a tough one to swallow from our families. I think for our parents, they were kind of like, uh, excuse me, but it was very important for me to establish that because uh, I did feel it, you know, I think I felt, I didn't realize even as much as a kid as I did as an adult, how kind of a little bit torn I felt. Sure. Between keeping everyone happy. Yeah, that's such a great example. And I love that you shared that and the expectation that goes with that. And also too, for them, it's like your boundary with each other is not my boundary, yes. not my responsibility, nor is it my children's responsibility. Yeah. So you all work that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. and it ultimately it was just like, if you can't be there, then that's fine. Yeah. We're going to, we're still going to be happy and celebrate, you know, we want you there, but if you can't be there in that capacity and behave and be there to celebrate, you know, them or whatever's sure. going on, you know, then we're just, you know, then, you know, please excuse yourself because yeah. we need the kids to know that, you know, I don't want them to ever feel that. Absolutely. Know, that I felt. It's because it's not, you know, I always wanted that family. I always wanted yeah. your family, I, uh, you know, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I loved coming over and, and your mom and dad. I loved, I loved that unity that I felt coming to your house. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, I wanted them. Well, I wanted my kids to always feel that way. Absolutely. And absolutely. it's not to say that families are perfect. It's just, that's sure. what I wanted. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That was really good. I think that's a lot of people are going to find that helpful. All right. Accepting the layered aspects of ourselves, all the stuff. I mean, we are in a world today that you and I didn't grow up in, but our kids have grown up in, <clears throat> have social media and kind of seen the highlight reels on all these things. And um, it can get really tough. And I think we've seen that for um, our kids' generations really struggle with that in terms of how they feel about themselves, how they feel about their lives and their layers. But the reality is we've all got layers of stuff that good, bad, ugly, indifferent, mistakes we make, things we learn from. Talk to me about accepting the layered aspect of yourself. Yeah, I've been peeling back some layers a lot over the last <laughs> few days, um, just with everything going on that we I shared with you about work and whatnot, yeah. and um, and that's a tough one to digest. I mean, you know, I because I think you know that I have to. I kind of have learned that you know, even though that. I think of myself and try to give my best self and I try to be happy and no matter what, you know, kind of day. And I tr apply this at home or at work in my, mm -hmm. you know, professional um, life as well is that, you know, to make a good day, despite, you know, maybe it being a not so good day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and to really still, <laughs> try to make a hard day a good day, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, um, you know, but with that being said, you can come and you can be happy and you can be bring kindness and all of this. And if people don't want to receive any of that. Yeah. That, you can't control you know, that. You can't control it. And <clears throat> as much as you want to, and as much as, you know, for me in this situation, I've turned it around and like really took it at, 
you know, as an opportunity to self-reflect on what is wrong with me. Mm. And, you know, and I've, you know, that's not easy to do. It's pretty painful, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so to just to kind of think, you know, you can't always please everyone. No, and you know, and you can only do what you can do. You recognize your part and your contribution and fix that. But other than that, you can't make people see things or accept things that they aren't willing to. Yeah. And that's a and hard no one to release. Right. That is a hard one because you can put great effort into yeah. gaining acceptance and, you know, just and to get nothing in return or yeah. just, you know, aggressive or passive aggressive, you know, behavior yeah. in return. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's pretty humbling. <clears throat> It is. It is. And just that, you know, I think it's just, I'm walking through that right now of just really having to release that regardless of all my efforts, it, you know, that people are going to say, do what they're going to say and do. And I can't control that, which is really hard when you know you put your best self into something with, you know, not that it was perfect, but it, the effort and the heart were in it. And that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I am not as far along down the road as I would like to believe that I am. No, <laughs> I understand. No, I definitely um, have lots to learn on that. And actually, you know, I haven't done therapy ever, but that's where this girl's headed because I yeah. just think I really, this has made me very aware that I need help sorting all of this out. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you, I've been in for, it'll be three years next month. This is my third go round. I did one round at WSU, one round in my early thirties, and I'm on my third go round here. And this, I finally was ready to really, I think there's something about getting to our age and just life experience and things that happen that you finally, and also kids being grown and having the space to even think about it, mm-hmm. that um, allow you to really dive in and deal with that stuff that it's hard, but it's it's really the only way to healing is, is through it. And, mm-hmm. um, that's been, so I, I, I highly recommend it and I wish you well and call Thank me when it gets hard because it will get hard. <laughs> it okay. will get hard. Um, all right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um, talk to me about in summary here in living out, feel finding empowerment, embracing layers, which is the name of our podcast. Um, how do you, find that that affects how you feel about yourself as well as the quality of your relationships. Will you say that again? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So in finding empowerment, embracing layers, which is Uh the name of the field podcast, Mm -hmm. how does this living that help you, how you feel about yourself as well as how does it affect the quality of your relationships? Or are you still figuring that out? Yeah. You know, I think I am still figuring it out, really. I mean, um, it's, you know, it's just like I said before, it's a very humbling experience to really peel back and kind of like take a real hard look at yourself and, and, um, you know, how you could do things differently um, and just your general approach to things. and. you know, I think that it's a work in progress and I think it's more to be determined, so to speak, when I, you know, start to delve into some of this. 
And, yeah. you know, and I think that, you know, when I look as an adult, I've always thought I was really well adjusted and, you know, and I, yes, my parents were divorced, but, and remarried and we had, you know, two different families, but like, it was, I look at my childhood fondly, you know, like mm-hmm. I grew up in a, you know, I was well taken care of for, I was loved and, you know, I had everything I could, you know, ever want aside from, you know, having that conventional, normal nuclear type family, you know, sure. versus, but, um, but, you know, as, and as an adult, I'm like, gosh, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, yeah. I mean, my dad is who he's supposed to be with and my mom is who she's supposed to be with. And, you know, um, but with that being said, and, you know, I mean, I do think that it had greater effect on me than, you know, I ever let it, gave it credit for. Yeah. I think it's like, we've talked about this. Sometimes hard to see things when you're in the middle of it and you, it takes some time and stepping away to kind of observe and feel. And sometimes, you go, you have to go through certain experiences before it's kind of brought to light. I mean, when you're just yeah. kind of out there on your own as a single person, it doesn't really come up because you're not navigating relationships that kind of require you to think about it. And I think yeah. as we get older and we get, you know, partners and children and in navigating those, I mean, you used a great example earlier of realizing once you had kids, okay, family, this is how we're showing up. You know, that's not something you even knew was going to come up five years earlier. So I think yeah. it's just like, and just that, you know, you and I talked about this earlier, we are tired of learning, but, <laughs> um, but it is a lifelong process and it's being willing and open to that, that allows us to continue and evolve and grow. And I think be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. And I think that that's, I mean, you hit it right on right there. I mean, we have to continue to grow yeah. and, and so therefore life is about it's learning, you know, it's lifelong learning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, otherwise you stay in the same place yeah. and you end up treading water and kind of not changing and not going anywhere. And, you know, and, and that's not good either. It, no. it's, it can be harmful to, to relationships and yourself yeah. and everything else. So, yeah, absolutely. We are down to the rapid fire at the end here. So name five activities that nourish you. Five activities that nourish me. Um, spending time with my doggies. <laughs> I love my dogs. <laughs> um, spending time with my kids. They fill me up. Um, again, I, you know, just that loving relationship of my, mm-hmm. really it's family. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, one, two, three, my dogs is four. (laughs) (laughs) And then then, I don't know, just trying to stay positive and happy. And and you talked about earlier too, just the being out in nature, you guys are building a beautiful new space in, you know, and just how nourishing that's going to be on a daily basis. Oh my gosh. And it, you know, it already is like we go out yeah. there and we take coffee out there in the morning and just sit on the porch. Cause we have a porch now <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, or we'll, you know, head out there in the evening and watch the sunset and, mm-hmm. you know, and just listen, we, it's so funny because we don't even have any rocking chairs on our porch or anything yet. Cause we, we can't. And so we'll just like lay, we literally sit on the edge and we lay back and we just kind of 
<laughs> just sit oh, there and man. we might talk a little to each other, but we yeah. really are just taking in the sounds of nature and, and just, you know, breathing in that fresh air. And, um, it's definitely our very calming and our happy place mm. without a doubt. Oh, and that's awesome. I'm super excited to be out there. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that sounds wonderful just sitting here listening to it. All right. <laughs> five words on how you want to feel in the next six months. Reassured. Mm. Um, confident. Um, happy. I mean, I use that loosely. I, I am happy, but happy. Yeah, kind of that contentment, deeper contentment. That contentment, yeah. 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 Um, oh, man. We do these two-word check-ins at the beginning of every meeting at work. Uh, and, and so it's, you know, I, I like these kind of activities, but five is a lot. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I love a good challenge at the end of the episode. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just peaceful. Mm-hmm. kind of at peace. And this is going to sound so kind of like, I don't know. I want to feel deserving. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's so important. I think that's a big one for women across the board mm-hmm. um, because of just kind of the challenges we face in the culture and in our spaces. Yeah. But yeah, just believing and, that we are as deserving as we are. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, and that's, you know, in, in the home aspect of that, you know, I want to pinch myself that we're finally getting this, you know, dream home that we get to settle at for forever. Yeah. Or in the workplace, you know, just, just to feel like I deserve where I'm at with yeah. all the hard work that I put in. And it's, that's really hard mm-hmm. when you have people tearing down all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It just requires an inner, a really, really strong inner knowing that can be really difficult when you, it, when you are yeah. getting beamed on at every turn. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's a struggle. So, all right. Well, I hope that for you too, because you are deserving. You are very deserving. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. This was so much fun um, to just catch up and share. And again, audience, you know where to find us, embracinglayers.com. You can find the blog about this episode there. You can find sources that Dawn's going to share about things that are helpful and supportive to her. You can read about her more in the show notes. You can find um, links to how to listen to the episodes, all that at embracinglayers.com, as well as all the socials that I mentioned earlier that you can follow us on. Thanks so much for being with us this week. And thanks so much to Dawn for sharing so many great nuggets today. I know the audience is going to love this. And y'all have a great week. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Melissa.